Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of The No with me, Nikki Spo. I'm really glad you're here. And today I am going to talk about what I have learned about giving birth. So I disclosed in my episode, um, I'm having a girl, right? Um, that I had two vaginal deliveries. So this episode is definitely geared towards expecting moms and sure, like any partners that might want to know about my personal birth experiences and what I have learned, um, because I'm going to be talking about some of the tips and tricks that I learned along the way of having two vaginal births. So I am not here. I want to be very clear about this. I'm not here to say that vaginal births are better than cesareans. Okay. Like, like I, I hate the culture that like shames I actually don't like the culture like that we call it natural births because I think that all births are natural, right? That's why I want to be specific and I call it, even though the word vagina seems to make people uncomfortable for some whatever reason, which is a whole other story, but vaginal births are vaginal, right? They come, the baby comes out through your vagina, whereas a cesarean, it is a surgical procedure, right? Both, in my opinion, are natural and all moms who birth are heroes in my book. Okay. So I'm not here to say that one is better than the other. However, given that I have had two vaginal births, um, I, I do want to talk about my experiences for anybody who might be listening, who might be hoping to have a vaginal birth, um, that they might be able to get some tips and tricks from my personal experiences. So first thing I want to say is like, I had been planning to have to induce my birth plan, like my baby, my, my pregnancy, my delivery, um, to work around my husband's travel schedule. And I, I talked about it in that episode. I said, you know, I had an opportunity to talk with a midwife about that. And I decided like, maybe I don't want to do that. She encouraged me to watch this documentary called the business of being born. So it's a phenomenal documentary that I recommend to everybody, um, who is expecting, um, Ricky Lake, do you guys remember her talk show back in the day? It was produced by Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein. And the documentary explores pregnancy related healthcare in the U S including like the history of midwives and the history of obstetrics and gynecology. So the film like discusses like potential consequences of medicalized childbirth that is common in today's world. All right. Like the bit, so the, the film, the business of being born born provides viewers with like information about home births, which I did not have midwives and the positive and negative aspects of going to the hospital for childbirth. Ultimately, like my family and I decided that we wanted to have our children in a hospital. Okay. But the film, um, analyzes like the evolution of maternity care in the U S from the early 1900s, um, up to 2008. Okay. The documentary includes information about like the history of obstetrics, midwifery, and the overall medicalization of childbirth. So because hospitals are businesses that thrive on a high turnover, like hospitals ultimately are businesses, like there are drugs that induce and speed up labor labor. And, um, sometimes like these practices, can make things more painful or more intense. And ultimately like what this documentary covers is that it serves a system 
by filling and emptying beds at a faster rate. So a lot of times you'll go into the hospital and they'll be like, okay, if she's not going into labor within 24 hours, we got to push Pitocin. It's a drug called Pitocin, which induces labor. Um, these thoughts are not like my own. I'm simply like restating also like what is portrayed in this documentary. However, like armed with all this information, um, I had an, a chance to reconsider my birth plan. Originally, like I said, my plan was to schedule my induction around my husband's travel schedule, which which makes sense to me. I wanted him to be there, of course. But after watching that film with my husband, after consulting with my OBGYN and a doula and a midwife, like my husband supported my desire to allow our baby to come into the world as naturally as possible. And I use the word naturally here because I didn't want anything to prompt the labor unnecessarily. Okay. That said, my water had broken three weeks early with my first son, Santiago, which I personally believe was due to a very stressful stalker situation. But nevertheless, it was a partial break, which meant that I was losing amniotic fluid very slowly. When you do this, you are then like susceptible, susceptible to infection. Um, I went to the hospital and I'm grateful that my husband advocated for me in the hospital against using Pitocin, but instead we used a less aggressive form of an induction. It's a pill that they insert into your uterus and it stimulates labor. Eventually I went into labor and I decided to have an epidural, which my friends did not work. Okay. So that was my experience with my first birth. And I really want to cover some of my learnings a little bit more in depth. So first and foremost, I would say that the biggest thing that I learned was how hospitals operate. Okay. What my rights were and how to advocate for myself. That said, I also learned how to communicate with my doctor. I have and will continue to sing praises for my OBGYN, Dr. Peter Kambangza out in Baptist, who worked closely with me and my doula to create a birth plan that felt healthy and safe for me. I also learned that not all doulas are created equal. Since I was not 100% all in on having a completely like natural in terms of medicine free, like a medicine free birth, I turned down hiring the doulas that felt like overly aggressive to me or like anti-hospital. Really what I learned was more about like myself. I think it's really important to get clear on what is important to you and then set up a team that has those interests at heart. Like some doulas can be combative with medical doctors. I don't want that. I, I like that's, that's the last thing I want. I wound up with a doula who was incredibly supportive and worked really well with my OB. I learned that I could ask my OB to meet my doula, and that was incredibly helpful. Everybody was able to get on the same page. I also learned that being prepared with information helped me feel confident and not as if like what happened to my body would be determined solely by someone else, but that I could and would have a say and, and especially an understanding. Like I didn't ever want to go into a situation where I'm like, I don't know, whatever you say, like, obviously they're trained professionals and they, I'm not trying to pretend to be a doctor, but I want to have a general idea of like what's going on. Like, Oh yes, I'm familiar with that. Yes. I did look into that possibility. So that said, it has always in every scenario, not just childbirth. It's been important for me to understand all the risks involved in anything and be as prepared as possible to make adjustments if or when necessary. Though I have not had a C-section, I understand that it's a very real possibility. And I believe that if I truly understand that and can come to peace with that, then if it were to happen 
for me. It can also feel like I get to have a say in the choice rather than it being something that like brings like potential emotional trauma. So I have learned and I am still learning (laughs) the art of flexibility, even when advocating for myself and for my desires, if that makes any sense. I would say that the second most important thing that I learned about giving birth is quite literally how to push a baby out. So my husband and I took a birthing class together that really prepared us for this. Not only did we learn that like what the labor process is like from an anatomy standpoint, but I also learned how to physically and mentally prepare myself for like how to do it. Um, Taking these classes taught me what to look for, like in terms of contractions, what they feel like, how often they occur, and when to go to the hospital. So for example, and this is sort of like full circle, I learned that if I race to the hospital right away when my water breaks, I will likely be admitted, even if I'm only slightly dilated, which could mean, well, I mean, if you're admitted to the hospital, you can kiss the food and the drinks goodbye, um, because that would protect you in the event of an emergency and probably preventable C-section if that should be necessary. But even more important um, within the classes was how I learned or how I was taught to actually push, okay? In the moment, most nurses and doctors will say, and you hear about this all the time, like to push as if you will have a bowel movement. And you hear about it all the time too, about how many women actually have bowel movements while birthing. All right. So my teacher gave me a really great analogy that helped me push, quote, correctly, right? In her mind, it's the toothpaste tube analogy. Okay. Stay with me on this. Try to imagine you have a toothpaste tube. I should have like a toothpaste tube with me right now, but I don't. So we're going to use our imaginations. You have a toothpaste tube and you're trying to get all of the toothpaste out. You wouldn't like squeeze it at the bottom of the tube right? Close to the opening of the tube. Would you? No, because you'd only get a tiny bit of toothpaste out. My teacher explained that that is similar to that bowel movement pushing, right? Like when we push from our bowel, we're pushing at the end of the toothpaste tube and it's not as effective. Instead, she encouraged me to take a deep breath and sort of roll my body down from my chest so that I'm using my abdominal muscles to push from my chest down my abdomen, down my belly button, down my uterus, down my pelvic floor, okay? So that we imagine, so if we're imagining the toothpaste tube again, it's like when you're trying to get all that toothpaste out and you have to roll it from the top, trying to get all that toothpaste out, you roll it from the top all the way down to the bottom and eventually you get all the toothpaste out. And in this case, we're talking about a baby, obviously, all right? So this strategy was a game changer for me. So during both of my births, I was instructed by my nurses to bear down as if I was going to have a bowel movement. And both times my husband held my hand and one leg. He winked at me and said, you know what to do. And I was like, yeah, I know what to do. Right. I was able to practice activating these muscles during prenatal Pilates and yoga classes with a trained professional, which supplemented my birth experience. So like I took these classes before I gave birth with Santiago, I had experienced all of the physical discomforts of a medicine free birth even though I had an epidural. I remember thinking to myself, why do people even bother getting epidurals if this is what it feels like and it hurts this bad? Um, Well, with Dante, I also had an epidural and I legit pushed, felt some pressure and out he came into the world. I actually have it on video of me looking up at Eric and saying, 
oh, that was easy. I could do that a thousand times. I definitely think that epidural, like the timing of the epidural makes a difference, but I don't know enough about it to, to like speak on it. Uh, I think being physically active throughout my pregnancies helped a lot with like the fatigue that comes with physically enduring labor. Like it's a marathon, right? I remember feeling with Shago, oh my God, like in, in the pain, I'm like, this is so freaking painful. I'm like, oh my gosh, is it too late for a C-section? Like this pain is horrible. Can you please make it stop? But really at that point, the only way through was literally through. Um, and I'm grateful that I got to have that experience though. I'm not going to lie. It was difficult AF, all right? Post-delivery, moving on to post-delivery. I did learn some tips and tricks like um, taking a stool softener. Yeah, helps. Okay. Don't take that for granted. Take it actually take it. Um, and having a perinatal bottle handy more than one. A friend taught me that putting a drop of lavender oil in the warm bottle, the warm water in the bottle would be soothing and sterilizing. And it really did help to soothe and heal me afterwards. And it brought some temporary relief. Like, Oh my gosh, that feels nice. I think the biggest thing that I learned you guys was patience that our bodies are amazing and can do so many incredible things. Like I think I knew it before I had kids, but after having kids, it's just really like I'm recovering from childbirth. It's just, it's really incredible. Women are magic. We are the deliverers of this world, cesarean or not. We deliver life. And no matter what, we need to remember to show ourselves some grace, patience, and love, regardless of how we birth our children and regardless of how we become mothers. So, I hope you were able to take away some tips and tricks from this episode. I highly recommend the birthing classes, Adula, having honest and open conversations with your partner and your healthcare provider. I definitely recommend the Ricky Lake document, watching the Ricky Lake documentary, The Business of Being Born. All right, you guys hit me up on IG, Nikki Sapspo. Let it let us stay connected. I would love to chat with you personally, especially if you're an expecting mama. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Know with me, Nikki Spo. what I learned about giving birth. Over now. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.